Well, if you have your Bibles, this evening, just for a few moments, once again, I want you to turn to the book of Proverbs chapter number 1. Proverbs chapter number 1, in just a moment, I want to begin once again reading in verse number 20. As we began with this subject yesterday evening, it is dealing with the wisdom of a child of God. I firmly believe that one of the greatest things that are lacking in the Christian home and the Christian family and certainly in the church is the godly wisdom that is only available to the child of God. Allow me to read this definition because we understand that repetition is the greatest Bible teacher. One said that wisdom is the soundness of an action or a decision with regard to the application of experience, knowledge, and good judgment. As we begin to study the book of Proverbs, at least in in this first paragraph of scripture in this chapter, one said it, a commentator said it this way, that if you study the book of Proverbs, it should be considered the theology of two ways and two different lifestyles. There is the way of wisdom, which is godliness. And then there is the way of man, which is folly and waste in the life of humanity. Everything that you will study in the book of Proverbs, it is found in one way and in one fall. It is dealing with wisdom or folly in the life of the child of God. Now allow me to make this statement trying once again to lay the foundation. We firmly believe that we are living in the last days and the last hours and if there ever needed to be a time where Christians spiritually grow and Christians develop a life of wisdom, it is this day and it is this hour. As a matter of fact, I I believe that the trouble in some ways, in many ways, maybe in most ways, the reason that churches and America is in spiritual trouble tonight is because we have been living in the folly of religion. We have been living in the tradition of men. We have been living with the belief system that my way is better than the ways of God. So in context, when you study, when you read, and I trust that you read every chapter in the book of Proverbs as a personal devotion time. But every chapter that you read, every verse that you will study, every particular phrase that you will deal with, they all have to do with the two aspects of this theology. It is either wisdom or it is folly in the life of the child of God. Now let me review the introduction. We began yesterday evening in Proverbs chapter number 1 and verse number 20. Watch the Bible but wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. Wisdom in this context is personified as a prophetess calling in the public places to everyone to come to her and learn. Can I say it this way? Just review. That is the cry of wisdom. That shows me. That reminds me. If I'm saved, if I'm a child of God, if I've already been washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, this biblical wisdom is available to every child of God. Let us be reminded if I'm a Christian father, if I'm a Christian husband, if you are a Christian mother and a Christian wife, if you are a Christian family, if you are the church, this wisdom is crying out to those that it is available to. That is the cry of wisdom. Now watch verse number 22. 
21 and 22. The Bible said in verse 21, she crieth in the chief place of the concourse, in the opening of the gates, in the city she uttereth her words, saying, how long, ye simple ones, that is the ones that is naive, that is the ones that have been untaught and unlearned because they would not receive the instruction of the wisdom. So as this prophetess is crying out, in the symbolism of the book of Proverbs, she is concerned of how long will you live this way? How long will you not receive my wisdom? How long will you be so naive and so untaught biblically in the things of God? We mentioned this last night because it is evident and it is true all across America. Many Christians, I believe I can say this safely, most Christians, all they receive in their spiritual walk with God is on Sunday and possibly on a Wednesday evening service. But do you understand God has so much more for your life, sir? Man, God has so much more that is available to you. So the prophetess is crying. She is concerned. How long will you live this way? How long will you be so naive? How long will you be unlearned and untaught in the ways of God? There was the concern of wisdom. Watch the second part of verse 22. This is the contrast of wisdom. How long, ye simple ones, the naive, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and the fools hate knowledge. There are those that are living in this world. They hate the knowledge of God. They hate the wisdom of God. You know what the Bible said? Why are you acting like them? Why why you, if you're saved, why are you living like them? I know fools hate knowledge. I know the world hates what we're doing tonight. Good evidence that you're trying to live for Jesus. You came to church on a Tuesday evening. You're faithful to the things of God. So why would we live like the world? Why mentally and spiritually would we behave like the world? It's fools that hate knowledge. It's fools that don't want to read their Bible. It's fools that don't want to spend time with God. I'll tell you what we ought to do. We ought to open up our Bible. We ought to pray. We ought to read. We ought to live for God more than we ever live for God. How long will you hate knowledge? There's the contrast of wisdom. But then repetition review. There's the correction of wisdom. Verse number 23. Watch the Bible. Turn you. At my reproof. Wisdom speaking. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words to you. You know what she said? If you only ask, if you only receive, if you only come to me, you'll receive my wisdom. One, I love this. It wasn't a commentator. It was just a book on this portion of scripture. And the writer put it this way. Why do you want to live stupid? I don't know if that's biblical. I don't even know if that's the correct thing to say. That's just what the book said that I was reading about this particular passage. But can I say this? That is not a very good word in the English language, but it's the correct definition. It means this. Why are you living ignorant? Why do you want to live ignorant? Why do you want to live like a one said it this way? Why do you want to live like a dumb man? Why? Because it is available. Understand the world, living for the world and living for the things of the world. I understand the just review, just repetition. I understand 
and everybody else said, well, I want this and I want to go here. And I, that's when I'll be happy. That's when I'll be successful. You know what the Bible said? Why do you not come for wisdom? Why do you not seek wisdom? That is the knowledge of a holy God. There's the correction of wisdom. There's the call of wisdom we mentioned in verse 24 because I've called and you refused. I stretched out my hand and no man regarded the call in this instance. She lifted up her voice as a trumpet so everyone in the town could hear her voice and no one listened. I wonder how many people in our churches I wonder how many families that say they love God, and I'm sure they do. Wisdom is telling them, don't let your children do that. Don't do that, sir. You'll ruin your marriage. Ma'am, don't be that way. You're going to mess up your home. Every good thing. that Don't have those thoughts, sir. Don't let that cross your eye gate. Don't let that word be said to that other woman. Don't act that way. Wisdom is crying out. How many have not listened? Their homes are wrecked and ruined. How many churches? They gave in to the world. They gave in to what matters. Wisdom was crying out. Wisdom was calling. And they failed in the eyes of God. Can I say number six? There's the, just review, there's the contempt of wisdom. Verse number 25. But ye have said it not. All my counsel. To set literally disdained, unworthy of one said it, of worthy of one's consideration or respect, contempt, and would none of my reproof. They didn't want to hear from wisdom. They lived the way they wanted, they behaved the way they thought was best, and they literally had a contempt, disdain for wisdom. Let's not be real critical, sir. Ma'am, let's not judge too harshly this town that wisdom is crying out because how many times does the man of God, how many times does the pastor, how many times does the Sunday school teacher and the preacher get up and tell us how we ought to live and tell us, warn us what is right? And we almost have a disdain, a contempt for what the Bible says. Can I say number seven? There's the calamity of wisdom. Verse 26 in the exposition. I also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. That fear, it means this. It's the same word, brother. The Bible language is made. It's the same word as you and I would receive in modern language, a horror film. It has to do with terror. You know what wisdom said? I called out to you. I told you what was right. I listened to you. I tried to show you. And yet you had a disdain. You had a contempt for what is right. And now, horror, terror. In your life. Watch verse 27 in the word of God. When your fear cometh. Your terror cometh. As desolation. As a storm. And your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh. Upon you. There's the calamity of wisdom. Verse number 28 is where we ended last night. There's the consequences. Of her wisdom. Then. Then because we wouldn't listen. Because she, she called and she tried. As a matter of fact, she reached out her hand and no one would receive the end. Shall they call upon me? But I will not answer. Tonight, 
Can I give you the results of not living a life of godly wisdom? Can we take the Bible? Can we dissect quickly just in a few minutes this portion of Scripture and find out how dangerous? How to understand we're, we're living in a day of apathy. We understand that. We're living in a day of apostasy. I think we're past that. We're living in a day of terror. We're living in a day of spiritual storms. We're living in a day I firmly believe like we have never seen before. And all of a sudden, wisdom said, I tried I called to your family. I reached out to your marriage. I told your church. And no one would listen. And then all of a sudden, when you called, I didn't answer. When you dialed my number, you don't have to dial no more. When you talked to Siri, could you call wisdom? And you got the voicemail. Nobody listened because when she called, we wouldn't answer. Can I say the results of not listening to the wisdom of God? Number one, look at verse 28. Notice the diligence. Verse 28, then, then, then after the terror, after the storms, after it's too late. Their family's already busted. Their marriage is already gone. Their church has already went too far the way of the world. Their, their salvation, their testimony is lost. Their testimony. And then the storms come and then the horror film comes. Then the terror comes. Wisdom said it's too late. I'm not going to listen. Notice the diligence. But I will not answer why. They shall seek me early. But they shall not find me now. Early in this instance. It's an amazing, I love the Bible. It's an amazing thing. It literally means diligently. They're, they're seeking after wisdom. God, I, I need an answer. God, my, my marriage is broken up. My church is in a mess. My, I've lost my job. I lost everything. My testimony, it's God. I'll seek you. I'm finding. I'm reading God. I, I'm praying God. God, give me an answer. Too late. Diligently. Early. You already lost your family. You already lost your testimony. The wisdom of God was calling before you ever made that choice, sir. The wisdom of God was calling before you ever wrecked what God has given you, ma'am. So now diligently... They're calling, they're asking. Can I say it this way? I believe in America. God has given his wisdom. God has reached out his hand in America. God has called out to America. And as a whole, in the majority of this country, sadly, even in our churches, when he was lifting up his voice, when he was reached, oh, we took his blessings. We took his prosperity. We took all the good things. But when he said, you need this knowledge, you need this intellect, you need my wisdom we would not listen as a matter of fact it just filed up inside of us and we threw it away and now when we need God in this day now when we need God more than we've ever needed God too late for America this country our churches there's the diligence but number two there's the decision in verse 29 they that hated knowledge they, they, they did not choose the fear of the Lord. They were, that literally refers to this. 
before the storm and the terror and the trials come, before their family is broken up and all that mess is happening, before all those things happen in your life, because of our decisions, you didn't want to grow. I didn't want to grow. Hated knowledge. I've heard preachers, not you, but I've heard preachers. Y'all have, have a pastor that studies his Bible. Y'all are so blessed at Gateway Baptist Church. Y'all are so blessed with, it's just pitiful. I don't know if that's the right terminology, but that's the first word I got. Y'all are so blessed, it's pitiful. You're a man of God's studies. But I've heard preachers say, I've heard more than one say, I don't like to study. I don't, I don't, I don't like reading. They hated knowledge and no wisdom. They literally, in this instance, they literally thought there's families that ought to be in that, not just this revival meeting, in every revival meeting, there are husbands and wives that ought to have their children faithful in the house of God, but they think they know more than God. You know what that means? They hate God's knowledge. They chose, not chose, to fear the Lord. They thought they could keep living that way. I thought it's okay. I've heard this so often in my life. And my mentality, I've thought this in my life. Well, God understands. No, he don't. Well, God knows who I am. That's exactly right. That's the problem. But God has given us grace. God has already given us the answer. I've heard people get out in such a godly and wicked sin and say, well, God's merciful. Can I say thank God he is or we'd be in hell tonight. Thank God for salvation. Thank God for grace. But God gives you the decision. God gives you the free will. You don't have to choose to live that way. You don't have to act that way. God was calling on you. God was reaching out to you in his wisdom. They hated knowledge. They chose not to fear God in their life. Can I say there's the decision. Verse 30, number 3. There's the despisement. Verse 30. They, they would none of my counsel. I love that. They despise all of my reproof to despise is open dislike for someone or something that they considered unworthy. They didn't think the wisdom of God was worthy enough to tell them what to do. They, they thought they could live their life much better than God could tell them how to live their life. Too late. Now the terror, now the storms, now the heartache. Number four, notice the devices in verse 31. Therefore, therefore, those that hated knowledge and didn't choose the fear of the Lord, therefore, shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. You know what the Bible just said? understand that some people believe that there's no free will of man. That's, that's a very ignorant statement. That's a very dumb statement because the verse that we just read said, you can do what you want to, but here's what's going to happen. You're going to eat of your fruit. Not God's blood. Not the fruit of God. You're, you're going to dwell in your own devices. All these things. God didn't do this. God didn't cause this. It was your way. It was my way. I thought I knew what was best. I thought I knew more than God. And all of a sudden, 
Therefore, shall they eat of the fruit of their own way. God is trying to warn. God is trying to show us. God is trying to tell us. He is calling. He's reaching. His wisdom. Their devices. Can I say number five? Look at verse 32 in the exposition. Notice the destruction. For the turning. That's an amazing phrase. For the turn. That, that's the waywardness. For the turning away of the simple. <laughs> Unwise. You know, that one said it this way. Ignorant men really don't know nothing. Look what they're going to do to your life, your family, your home, your churches. The simple shall slay them. And the prosperity of fools, the complacency of fools, shall destroy man. God will let you make your choice. God will let me make my choice. We don't love God. If he makes us love God. That's why God put two trees in the garden. If he had only put one that they were able to eat. That there was no problem with sin. They could touch it. They could eat it. They could have all. But he gave them a choice. I don't, I'm warning you. I'm telling you. I'm reaching out my hand at him. I'm telling you. Don't eat of that tree. Don't partake of that tree. But I put it there. So you can have a choice. Because if all I ever did was put the good tree, I would really never know if you love me. I would really know God has allowed things in this world. God has allowed things in our life. Yes, God could keep them away. Yes, God could stop them before they start. But God wants to know. Am I serving him? So many young people. So many young people raised in the house of God. Their mother and father told them what was right. They towed the line. They made them do what was right. They had standards. They had convictions. But as soon as they is able to make their own choice, as soon as they is able to walk out of their house, they stopped serving God. They didn't love God because of who God was. They were serving God because of their mother and their father. God will give you the choice. Now, we must see to that fruit. There's been a destruction. The simple, the ignorant, it's going to slay them. The prosperity of fools shall destroy them. Number six, and I'm done with this. Verse 33. Can I say something about the dwelling? Watch this. You came to the revival. You, you are faithful to that. Many of you have been in church for like the last 42 months. I mean, you was at a rise. You had camp. You had that by. I mean, you've been to church. It seems like all your, I mean, you, you don't even get to miss on Sunday. It's just crazy. I mean, you're faithful. So let's be very careful. Here's what the world wants to do. The world, I, I walked out and I was praying by myself. I sat in the office, and I, I'm not against the little league. I'm not against, I, I love baseball. I, I'm sorry, I love the Braves. I seen that little post the other night. But anyhow, I, I love baseball, and I'm, I, that, that wasn't a wise statement, was it? That, that was a calamity of fools. But anyhow, that, there's, there's a group of young people out there playing baseball. There's not a thing wrong with that. But I do believe most of those parents would take them to a ball game before they take them to a revival. That's not wise. We have made choice. 
in our country. The truth. You made the right choice. So watch the Bible, verse 33. But so hearkeneth on me. And shall be from fear. That literally means the terror. I love this. That literally means the terror of the storm that's about to come. Can I say to every young person in this meeting, Brother Ben, you have chosen, many of you have chosen, Brother Ben, you have chosen to serve God with your life. You know what the world wants to do? It wants him. But when God reaches out his hand and calls us, he's protecting us. It may not make sense to the world. It, it may not be biblically, it, it may not be politically correct. It, it may not be right in the eyes of men. But here's what God is doing. Don't do that. I know the future. I know who you're going to marry. Don't make that choice. I know what I want to do with your life. Stay safe. Stay right. I told you about that time in my life. I still don't understand. I don't know why it happened. I don't, I don't know what happened. But in my mind, Lord, there were so many things in that time of my life when I wrote that song just pulling and pressing and I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't know how to behave. I, I didn't know how to act. I, I was trying. I was doing everything. But I know that in that time, the vulnerability of that time, God was saying, just trust me. Stay real close to me, Dale, because it's going to get better. And I can say, Brother Joe, <laughs> It didn't just get better. It's been amazing. I can't explain it. I don't know what happened. All I know is I was so ignorant and I was so dumb. God, what do I do? And God was just saying, hearken unto me. Listen to me. Trust me. And I say tonight, God doesn't do all of these things because he hates you. God tells you these things because he loves you and he is trying to keep you safe. There is a storm coming, child of God. I believe America is about to be destroyed from the inside out. Even in a spiritual aspect, we better draw close to God as we have ever been before. Know the knowledge of God. Wisdom. Right now. is crying out. Godly wisdom is reaching out her hand to protect us. Conclusion. Proverbs 1, verse number 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools, not only do they despise wisdom, they don't want to be instructed. They despise instruction. The fear of the Lord in verse number 7 of this text, it means the submission to the Lord and his revelation. God knows. God understands. So tonight I wonder, oh, come to an altar. You don't have to. 
This is just two or three steps. It's just a platform. As a matter of fact, you can't find altar in the New Testament. But an altar in the Old Testament was always a place of death. It was always a place of humility. So in the New Testament, it's a picture. Dying to myself. Submitting to God. And the fear of the Lord. And if you'll help us out, just a moment. I'm going to have you come, if you would. This is not Sunday. We had Brother Joe, you should have been here for Sunday school. It was amazing. But this is not Sunday school time. This is revival time. So I wonder what father, here it is. I wonder what grandfather, grandmother. I thought about this. You're turning 50 Friday. You have a daughter married. I mean, by this time next year, you could be Paul Paul Poke. I mean, I'm telling you, it's times are, times are changing. You know? We understand that. So I wonder what grandfather, I wonder what grandmother will come to an altar. Say, God, I know you're calling me out. Before it's too late, before I make this wrong decision, I, I want to listen. I wonder what mother and father will come to an altar tonight together. If you're here together, I wonder who will come together and say, God, I don't know what to do. I've, I've read so many books. I, I've listened to seminars I, on how to be a good parent, how to be a godly parent. One will tell you this, and one will tell you that, and one will say you should do this, and one will say you should never do that. I'm thinking to myself, I don't know what to do. And all the time, God says, open the Bible. Let me tell you what to do for your family. He's calling you, father, mother, husband and wife. Just got married. I think they ought to outlaw outdoor weddings, but that was your choice. <laughs> like these outdoor meetings, praise God, got a million dollar building right beside us, and we're outside and some but anyhow. Husband and wife. Lord, and I know you won't. But don't let lack of knowledge destroy what God is calling. God is reaching. Can I say to every Christian in this building, what is God saying to you? We know this spiritually. I don't think the storm is coming to America. I think the storm is here. I could care less about the Democrats, Republicans, the Whig Party, Whatever they want to call their care. I don't like politics. I don't like none of them. I think I think we've all destroyed America. I think the storm is here. So before we get carried away in the storm, God, God, let me have your hand. Let me listen. 
wisdom is crying for you. Let's stand with every head bowed, if you would, every eye closed. Just a moment, I'm going to pray. One of the saddest statements in the book of Proverbs, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. I don't want to go that far, sir. Man, oh, he's calling. I want to listen. Father, I need you tonight. God, many, not sometimes, God, many times I've failed you in this and I've made my own choices, I've made my own decisions and I've had to live with those. So God, tonight while you're calling, while you're reaching, let us listen to your wisdom. Would you come out of you sing tonight? Let's come tonight.